Our reading this morning is found in Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, that's page 1209. Hebrews 11, reading from the beginning as far as verse 16. Let's hear God's word. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients worked for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land, like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to a city with foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised, but only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were looking for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God for he has prepared a city for them. Amen.
Thanks, Norman. Let's ask God for help as we look at his word. Father, we pray that you would help us to see a little bit more clearly and to know the way to you as we look at these verses in Hebrews together. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Sunday Club guys, I need you back. So come to the front, please. Maybe sit on the front row for a little while. Ruby, could you sit, show them where, like that front row of seats. You'll be glad to know I am not going to lead you in song, but I do need you for something else. Okay, I've got good news for you. Just, this is just for Sunday Club kids. Hidden here are some sweets for you. Okay? So for the next few minutes, I need you to just wait there, and in a while, I'm going to tell you exactly where they are, and you can come and get them. Okay? So ready to wait? Good. Okay, now a question for you and for everyone else. Um, I'm going to read a definition of a word that's in the dictionary, okay? So listen to this and see if you can tell me what the word is. A place where someone lives permanently as a member of a family or household. What do you think that's a definition for? A place where someone lives permanently as a member of family or household. Someone help me out. What's, it, what's that? Yeah. A home. Well done. Okay, we, ca- we don't need a definition for a home do we? we? We kind of know what it means. It's, a, it's where someone lives permanently as a member of a family. Have you found your home? When you think about home, when you picture that in your head at its best, do you think about somewhere in the past, maybe when you were younger? Do you think about somewhere here and now? somewhere you'll be going to today? Or do you think about somewhere in the future, somewhere you would like to have someday? One picture for me in the past is of my grandparents' house. So they lived right beside us, so even though it wasn't our home, we were there a lot, every day. And it was warm, it was safe, it was a place that felt like it had been there forever and always would be there. There were always biscuits in the tub, family was around, lots of fun. It was, it was just great. And at my, thank you, Ruby, at my grandmother's funeral a couple of years ago, one of the things that my uncle said about her over and over again was she was an amazing homemaker. And as I thought back to her home, I thought, yeah, she really was. She had that touch. And what a blessing it is to have somewhere that feels like home, feels permanent, feels like you belong there, like you're part of a family. If you have somewhere like that, then you can be really thankful for that. But maybe for some of us, it's more of a a longing, something that we miss that's gone, something we've never even had and just hope to have someday. Well, you would be absolutely right to pray and to ask for a place like that. And let's imagine it happens. Best case scenario, you get your home, okay? 
And you become part of this loving, safe family. And it really feels like it's going to last forever. But it won't, will it? Mum and dad break the news someday. Kids, we're moving house. Your kids grow up and leave. And there's now an empty room. Your partner leaves. Or maybe after a long time in a good home, you yourself are no longer well enough to stay there. And you have to leave and go into another kind of home. If you have ever wanted a real home, then Hebrews can help us. Kids, well done. Okay? I have just had a front row view of faith. Because as I've been talking, no matter how gripping what I've said was, could you see what they were like? They were thinking about what they were looking forward to. They were thinking about their sweets. Could you see them? They were, they were kind of looking, where are they? Kind of, oh, I, really, I can't wait until I get to those sweets. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. They couldn't see them, but they had faith that they were there. They listened to what I said. Just leave it, it's okay. Good man. They waited, but they didn't just wait, they looked. You could tell they were thinking about what they were looking forward to. Even though they hadn't seen it, they had faith in it. And real faith means looking forward to it and getting excited about it. And the five minutes that you've just done for us, that's the Christian life. We hear God's promises and we wait. And we look forward to him delivering on those promises. And so today, as we look at these verses in Hebrews, we're going to be thinking especially about God's promise to give us a new home. So we're going to look at Hebrews 11 from 8 onwards. Now, I almost forgot to do it. Guys, well done. Come, grab your suite, and then you can go back to where you were sitting. One each, please. As we look at these verses in Hebrews... We're going to see that the examples given are people who couldn't wait to get home. Have a look. Verse 13. If you've got your Bible, Hebrews 11, verse 13. See, what's just happened is we've got a list of people who had faith in God's promises and were told what their life looked like because of their faith. And then it describes their attitude, their mindset. All these people were still living by faith. This is verse 13. They did not receive the things promised. They saw them from a distance and welcomed them. In other Bibles, it says they greeted the promises. In some, it even says they embraced the promises. Those are the kind of things that we usually do for people. We welcome people and embrace them. So what does it look like to have faith and to, to see and to welcome and embrace God's promises? 
That's what they did. And we'll think about how we can do that as well in a minute. Let's look again, 14 and 16. They were looking and longing. So apparently the word that we have as longing here is literally this. It's having your arm stretched out, a bit like our guys at the front here, just waiting for what they were looking forward to. So this isn't when you're, you're driving along the road and you see something and you take a quick look and you wonder, what's that? No, this is looking ahead at where you're going and making sure you're going in the right way. Again, in 14 and 16, if you have a look down, we're told they were foreigners. They saw themselves as foreigners and strangers on earth. Some of these people lived for a really long time. But no matter how long they lived on earth, no matter what it looked like, they thought, we're passing through. That's what it means to have faith in God's promise. You see, they knew enough about God's promises to picture them, to see them, to look forward to them, to get excited about them coming true. So let's go back to the idea of welcoming or greeting God's promises from a distance. I'm going to say for them, it was a little bit like us writing a card to someone. Okay? So there you are. You're writing your, your card, your birthday card maybe to someone, and what's going through your mind? If it's someone you like and are looking forward to seeing them, you're thinking, just one please, good man. You're writing and you're thinking, this is a real greeting. I'm writing to my friend and I'm looking forward to seeing him. But it's not the real thing. But it helps you to look forward to when you really meet him in person, properly. That's what experiencing God's promises was like for people in the Old Testament. They knew enough about them. They had a taste of them, but they hadn't experienced them fully yet. They knew the real thing was still to come. Now, for us, it's the same. We know God's promises, but I think based on the fact that Jesus has already come and what the Bible says, we actually get even more of a taste of his promises than they do. So taking home as our example, we have an even better idea of what God's home for us is actually like. So for us, instead of it being like a card, I'm going to say it's a little bit like a, a Zoom call. So I remember a few days into our first lockdown, I remember my first Zoom call with the family. I didn't know when I was going to see them again, but there they were for an hour that evening on my screen. And we had a real conversation. We forgot to unmute and mute, and the connection was a bit choppy, but we had fun, and it was a good catch-up. And I knew this isn't the real thing, but it's a, it's a, a good taste of the real thing. And I, I ended the call and finished, and I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to when I see them and greet them properly and fully. And as we think about home this morning and what home looks like for us, we can say, this helps us look forward to God's real home for us. So, as I said, we're given a few examples throughout this chapter that Norman read, and the one that we're going to look especially at here is Abraham, okay? We've been learning about Abraham over the last few weeks here on Sunday mornings. What did it look like for him to have faith in God's promise for a new home, and then to live with that in mind? We're told in verse 9 that he lived in 
Now, those were probably quite big and quite nice tents. Abraham was quite a rich man, so it's not like a little tiny pop-up tent that you might have. But no matter how big it is, what makes a tent a tent? It has no foundation. Because you need to be able to pack it up and move it on. This is Abraham realizing that I'm moving all the time. I'm not really settling and having a foundation here. And so imagine Abraham and his family on the good days as they lived lives in their tents. They found a nice spot by the river so they could have good access to water. Found a nice tree for shade in the hot Israel sun. The family were getting on well and peacefully. In those moments, Abraham sat back and thought, if this is just a picture of our real home, how good that's going to be. I can't wait to get there. I can't wait to get to my real home. But maybe they had bad days too. They got caught up on sin. We've learned a bit about that, haven't we? Or they had to move yet again, pack things up and move because of famine in the land. Or they had to run because of enemies. Or go and fight in a war because Lot has gone and got himself into trouble. Maybe in those days, Abraham was able to think, what a mess. But isn't it good that this tent isn't my real home? I can't wait to get home. You see, Abraham and the other people here were able to find real joy and comfort and hope in God's promises of a real home. And we can too. Whether we have, we have a good home now or whether it's something that we want. So how has God prepared a home for us? Do you know what Jesus said about home? Matthew chapter 8, verse 20. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the Son of Man, that's Jesus, has nowhere to lay his head. You see, Jesus left his home in heaven where he was content, joyful, comfortable, safe with his Father. He left heaven to come to us here on earth where he would be on the move, homeless, a stranger, unwelcome. And he did that so that by coming here, by becoming one of us, he could become our big and lead us back to our father and back to our real home. He looked at us and he said, I can't wait to get you home safe. When Hebrews is talking about what Jesus did in chapter 2, verse 11, here's what it says. It says, Jesus is not ashamed to call them that's people who have faith, who believe in God's promises. Jesus is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters. And that's why it's able to say in our verses, verse 16, God is not ashamed to be our God. And he has prepared a city for us. So remember our definition of a home from the dictionary, somewhere permanent, where we'll never be evicted 
never been told to leave. Where we'll be with family, with God our Father, with Jesus. But for the person who doesn't have faith, who doesn't trust in God's promises, then whatever home looks like for you here, that's as good as it's going to get. But with faith in Jesus, we can have a better home. Okay, so what does it look like for us to be like the kids or for us to be like Abraham? Should we just think, okay, I don't belong here. Let's get a cardboard box and tie it to myself and write homeless. Should we do that? Not quite, I don't think. So if if we have a look in verse 9, Hebrews 11, verse 9. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he didn't know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in the foreign country. So, So Abraham, it says, was actually in some sense able to make himself at home in his tent. So there is a way that we can travel through life here that that allows us to take our home here and look forward to our real home at the same time. If you've ever been on a plane to somewhere nice, let's imagine you're on a plane on your way to Paris, and it's got one of those little EasyJet or Ryanair magazines at the front, and you take it out and you have a look through, you find some pictures of Paris, that's going to help you look forward to where you're going, isn't it? And so the picture of where you're going helps you look forward to where you're really going, even though it's not the real thing. And that's what we're talking about with home here on earth. And so for us, that might mean you come home after a long day at work and you find the family in good form. Things are peaceful. It's nice. And you can put your feet up and rest and you can think, man, if the real thing is going to be even better than this, I can't wait to get home. Or maybe it's the opposite. It's seven o'clock, there's a tantrum going on upstairs, the living room is a tip, the food in the oven is starting to burn, guests are on the way, and you start to think, "This, this isn't what I thought it would be like. This isn't how I imagined it. You can think, it's okay. I can't wait to get home. Or maybe you don't even have somewhere like that. You don't have somewhere that feels permanent. You don't feel like you've got family that you belong to. And the best you can do is hope for it, daydream about it. Well, maybe you can think, maybe that's not a failure. Maybe that's okay. Maybe maybe it's okay for now for me to feel a little bit rootless. Maybe that helps me not settle here too much so that I can look forward to getting home. No matter, maybe you feel, no matter how well you try and go in the right direction and follow Jesus, you feel like I I still keep ending up getting caught in sin and going back to sin and getting lost in that. Like Lot when he went to Sodom. Well, then you can know in my new home in heaven, I won't sin anymore. I can't wait to get home. Or maybe at times you feel like a bit of a foreigner or a stranger here on earth. People think you're weird because of your faith in Jesus. They aren't interested when you mention it or you feel like they judge you for it. If you feel strange to them, well, that's because you are strange to them. It's because here on earth, we are strangers. But one day, we will get 
So remember I was saying earlier that my, my grandparents' house was one place that really felt like home, and she was a great homemaker. I can, I can think back to that now and think, it was great, but it was never going to last. And as she got older and was forced to move out of that home into a different kind of home, I remember her talking more and more about heaven. She was a Christian. And she had her questions and things she didn't know. But you could tell that she knew she was going there and she was looking forward to it. And she knew it was going to be good. Let's finish with one more example of what this looks like. So um, I heard about a man who was a Christian and he asked for something that he had written to be read out at his funeral, okay? So I'm going to read that. He actually asked for this to be recorded in his voice and then read out at his funeral, but you can probably see why people didn't want that to happen, voice from beyond the grave. But he did write it and someone came up and read this out. So imagine we're at the funeral and we hear what this man has said who has died. You are all here in one sense under the wrong impression. You are all here because you think that I am dead. But that is wrong. I was never more alive than I am now. My body is dead, but not my spirit. It lives a far fuller life. He couldn't wait to get home. And that's the kind of faith that God commends. Amen. We're going to sing again about faith as we finish. So do stand when the music group comes up. <laughs>